Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. It's all good is a common contemporary phrase synonymous with saying chill out. However, the biblical necessity of being all good by God's standard should cause all sinners great concern in light of eternity. God is good. This ultimate truth is wonderfully good news for some, but terribly bad news for others. It really depends on where each individual is personally standing today in relation to God. Most people know that God is good, but as sinners, most people do not know that God's goodness is our greatest problem. If only God is all good, how can he not punish people for being bad? In this series, we're taking you in the studio and on the street with our outreach radio team to preach and teach the truth of God's goodness. Please also stay tuned until the end of the program when TCC radio host and local missions pastor Corey McKenna opens scripture in hope that God will help all sinners to see who he is and who they are in truth, maybe for the very first time. But now, let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. The subject of this interview is, it's all good, okay? Okay. So, Aveline, do you believe that you're a good person? I think I'm a very good person, actually. Okay, so what's your standard for goodness? Doing no harm. So, as long as it's not hurting somebody else, uh, you're doing pretty good. Okay. So, do you consider yourself a spiritual person at all? Not really. I'm atheist, kind of. You're an atheist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you don't believe in an afterlife or anything like that? No, I don't. Okay, so where do you, uh, how do you know whether something you've done causes harm or not? Based on the other people's uh, reactions around you and... Just immediate reactions? Uh, no. Uh, gradual reactions as well. If you can see that it's, something's improving. It's just kind of common sense. It's in some people, it's not in others. Right, right. Because there's some people who, uh, who, don't, who just don't care, right? And so, uh, so where do you think that, that some people get, the, uh, get, get a certain morale? If you're an atheist and you don't believe in uh, any kind of higher power or anything like that, uh, where do you believe some people get that from and some people just don't seem to have it or don't seem to care about it? Uh, I think people get the spirituality from their parents. Oh, I'm not, I, I mean uh, morality, like what it means morality. to be good. Okay, uh, definitely from how they're raised. So if they're shown empathy when they're young, then they're definitely going to show empathy when they're older. De- absolutely, definitely. No, no question about it. Yeah, definitely you, how they're <laughs> raised, I say. Yeah. Or how... It's right. also in personality, actually, too, so... Right, right. Okay. So, um, do you believe then that there's an absolute standard for right or wrong or good or bad? No, not an absolute standard. It depends on the situation. Okay. So, um, do you think that it's ever okay t- for, uh, for someone to molest children? Never. Ever. That sounds like an absolute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No situation is it ever okay to molest a child. Okay. All right. So, so is it ever okay to lie? Yeah, actually, there's white lies and then there's lies. And sometimes if you're lying to, for a surprise or something or to maybe make the person feel better, like you wouldn't tell someone that someone else was talking bad things about them. 
you would say, you would just want to tell them, and that's technically a lie, but... Not telling someone is different than lying to them. By lying, I mean actually saying something that's not true, right? Okay, okay. Then if someone asked you, hey, did that person say something about me, and you say no, it's to kind of help them, it's so they don't feel bad about themselves. It's just, it's not hurting anybody, but it's a little white lie. Okay, uh, so there's absolutes about some things and not absolutes about other things, is that... Agreed. Okay, so... Um, what about stealing? Is that ever? I'm I'm just going through a list here yeah. of things that uh, people consider good or bad. So stealing is that ever good? I could give you a situation when it might help, but it's usually never good. Okay. Uh, what about murder? Is it ever good? No, it's not. Okay. Um, now I'm a I'm a Christian, okay, and this is a Christian show, oh. so I'm just going to ask you something about no. Hey, I, but I want you to be totally open and, and okay. totally uh, honest with me. That's that's the purpose of these conversations, okay? okay. So um, in the Bible, Jesus said that uh, that if you hold anger in your heart against someone, like bitterness, if you hold that against somebody in your heart, then that's the same thing as murder, but but in your heart. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you can kind of hold a grudge against somebody and it'll cause you to take action towards them negatively and if you just overcome that and see their perspective on things you might be better. Forgive them? Yeah, forgiveness. I always forgive. So You always do. So you've forgiven everybody who's ever done anything against you, you think? So far, yeah. Okay. Alright. Is adultery ever good? You know what adultery is, right? Sexuality? Adultery, adultery is uh, generally just known as uh, like cheating on your spouse. Oh. No, that's not okay. You should tell them that you like somebody else or love somebody else and t let them go on with their life. Okay, um, uh, I'm just going to refer back to something Jesus said also about adultery. He said if you even look upon, he was speaking to men, but this can apply to women also in the, if you just go vice versa with the sexes. He says uh, if a man even looks upon a woman to lust after her, he's committed adultery with her already in his heart. Kind of like the murder thing. You can do it in your heart without actually doing it. Do you think that there's some merit to that, or what do you think about that? I think there is some merit. I mean, there's obviously still attractive people out there, and it's it's actually kind of a compliment. You're still with that person after all of those beautiful people have passed by. Sure. Okay, yeah, but uh, but lusting after them, like wanting them, uh, that's, that's what lust is, right? Okay, well... Like looking at someone, I can look at a beautiful woman, acknowledge in my mind that woman is beautiful, I'm, I'm a happily married man, I can, but I can recognize a beautiful woman. It's when it crosses the line of, of lusting that that's, that that's considered adultery in your heart. Do you understand the difference there? Yeah. So I'd say if you want somebody else, maybe you shouldn't be with the person that you're with right now and you should let them go. Right. So even if I'm married, you think it's okay to just divorce that person if I find someone I like better? No, but if you constantly find yourself comparing to others, then maybe she's not the right one. Okay. So these, all of these that I'm asking you are based on uh, what the Bible calls the Ten Commandments, okay? Have you got any kind of a background in anything like that at all? Not at all. Okay, so one of them is thou shalt not lie, right? Yeah. Uh, so I asked you about lying. Uh, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill, which means murder. It doesn't mean don't go hunting or don't uh, have a war. You know, it means don't murder somebody, mm -hmm. right? And don't, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery uh, is another one. Now these are, in the Bible, they're described as God's, God's standard uh, for morality. That's only four out of many of them, mm -hmm. but that's a good example of them. So um, do you think that a person can do those things and still be a good person? No, actually. It depends the severity, but usually no. Right, so, uh, so if a person lies 
uh, a lot. Do you think that they're still a good person? No. Okay. How many lies have you told in your life? Probably more than I can count, I will admit. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Me too. It, me too. Yeah. So yeah. I've never done it to hurt somebody or to prevent someone from knowing someone else could be hurt or anything like that. So. Right. You've done it to deceive somebody. To though. deceive, yeah. Like, oh no, I did not sleep over at that person's house last night or something. Right. To my parents. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you ever? Have you personally ever stolen something then? Yes. When I was a kid, I stole dog treats from a store, and I d I thought they were free, but right. they weren't. Right. So just going just going back to uh, the lying thing. Would you say you've told countless lies? I would say that about myself. Yeah, countless white lies. Okay. There's a difference. You're sp okay, so um, have you told any lies that maybe were a little bit past white? Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can't think of an example, but most likely I have. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so there's a spot in the Bible where it talks about the lake of fire, which is like a final judgment for everybody, right? And one of the, it says, you know, fornicators and all that, like it, it talks, it lists off a whole list of, things that people can do to get sent there and one of them it says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire and so even trigger any curiosity in your mind or anything like that or make you wonder about that or what goes through your head when you hear uh. something like that hi this is eric with tcc radio we'll get you back on the street with aveline and i in a few but first here's how you can partner in the gospel with us canada needs christ Will you prayerfully give to our great mission of airing and sharing? Airing, this outreach radio show further across Canada and equipping more churches in Canada to share Christ? If so, go to thecrosscurrent.com give and choose the giving option that's best for you. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel. I still think I would still be a good person after lying just because where I am today, I haven't harmed somebody. Well, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man to live one time, okay? And then after he dies comes the judgment. And, uh, and the judgment is standing before God and being, and being judged by him. And his standard is perfection. And so it goes without saying, the Bible also says uh, that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us okay. have broken his law, me, you, everybody. So the Bible says that based on that judgment, we will go one place or the other, right? A heaven or a hell. Mm -hmm. And of course, if anyone has sinned, the Bible says that they don't deserve to go to heaven, mm -hmm. all right? So hell would just be absolutely full of people. But uh, say you're wrong about your atheism, right? Okay. okay. And uh, you had to stand before a holy God whose standard is perfection, and he judged you based on what you've done in your life, Would you, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty before him of sinning against him? I'd say all in all, innocent. Innocent? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> his, his standard is perfection, remember. I'm pretty perfect. I would be guilty. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be guilty. If it's perfection, then yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because his standard is himself. That's, that's not how... not God, so... No, exactly. <laughs> that's, but that's how good and perfect and holy he is, mm -hmm. is that he can't even stand sin. So if that's the case, all of us are guilty and all of us deserve to go to hell, every one of us. And uh, the problem with that is then who goes to heaven? Do you know what the Bible says about who would end up going to heaven? I do not know, actually. Okay, well, you've heard of Jesus Christ, of course. Yes, of right? course. <laughs> uh, what do you know about him? Well, he was reincarnated and he died for other people to forgive all their sins. He wasn't reincarnated. He oh, rose he rose from the dead. Sorry, that's what I meant. Right, Sorry. okay, yeah. You you know uh, a little bit about him then. Yeah, See, 
So the, this is according to the Bible, this is what God did so that we could be forgiven mm -hmm. of our sin and so that he could still be holy and just and still punish sin. Because God is perfectly just. That means that he must punish all sin. Or it's not justice, right? Mm -hmm. if, uh, if you walked into a court of law after committing a crime and uh, the judge just let you go, that judge is not just. And God is far more just than any human judge, okay? And so because of his justice, he must punish sin. And so what he did was he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth 2,000 years ago. And Jesus Christ never once sinned, okay? And yet, at the end of his life, you are you familiar with the way that he died? Is it a, what's it called? Artichoke. Thorns was, was on, were on his yeah. head and he was nailed to a... Nailed to a cross, that's yes. right. He was tortured and killed. Now the Bible says that part of God's law is that the wages of sin is death. And so because we've sinned, part of God's judgment on us is that we will die, okay? But Jesus Christ never sinned and yet he still died. Can you venture a guess at why he died? Uh, for the others. That's right, that's right. The Bible says that your sin and my sin were, pour, were, were put on Jesus Christ and God's wrath was poured out from heaven on Jesus Christ that day that he died on the cross. And so, because God is just, he must punish all sin. And so, he punished your sin and my sin on Jesus Christ. He punished Christ as if, as if he had committed your sin and my sin, mm -hmm. even though he never had. And the Bible says that on the third day he rose from the dead, giving assurance to all men, proving what he said was true, proving who he said he was was true. Um, I mean, if I said, if I told you I was going to get killed and then rise from the dead, you'd think I was crazy. Give but, or take. But, but if I did it, then you'd think that, you, like, that would validate a lot of things, right? That yeah. I, other things that maybe I said. So Jesus Christ died in the place of sinners like you and me and rose on the third day and ascended into heaven after, uh, after some time. And the Bible says that if we'll turn away from our sin, repent, the Bible says, that means to turn away from our sin and put our faith in Jesus Christ to forgive our sin, based on what he did for us. Not based on anything I can do myself, because there's nothing I can do to erase my sin. Mm -hmm. And so God must punish that sin. And so Jesus Christ died in my place. And if we'll repent of our sin and put our faith in him to forgive our sin, the Bible says that, that on that basis alone, we can be forgiven. And we can be, the Bible calls it being born again. And that's what happened to me 20, when I was 22, which is uh, about nine years ago now. You're made a new creature, the Bible says. God's spirit comes and dwells in you. You make Jesus Christ, the Lord. you acknowledge him as the Lord of your life. And you, you, know, you read your Bible and you endeavor to obey those things that are in there. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible says that based on that, we can be forgiven. Does that make sense to you at least? Yeah, it yeah. does. Okay, so does it make you think at all about, about heaven and hell and eternity? And, and uh, I, I know you said you're an atheist, yeah. but do you, ever have, uh, do you ever have honest doubts as an atheist? Not gonna lie, I don't. You don't ever? I don't ever. I'm a scientist girl. So okay. I'm taking biology at Laurier and yeah, I strictly believe... You only believe what you can see? Yeah. I, no, that's not true. Okay. I believe what I think has the most evidence and okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, so have you seen more evidence for no God than you have for a God? Uh, yeah, kind of strictly by the fact that I've never seen God. Right. Okay, so what evidence do you have? So is that... I'm an like evolution the, person. So. Right. No, that's that's okay. I used to be too. Okay. Um, but uh, do you ever... Evolution doesn't mean there's no God, right? That's true. Right. So 
I'm talking about the existence of God. Evolution is a separate matter as far as, yeah. as in, in my mind, um, as I've come to understand these things a little bit better, I, I really do see it as a separate issue. I don't believe it anymore, strictly because I believe in the God of the Bible, and I just believe, look, if he said that's how it happened, that's how it happened. And that's a matter of faith on my part, right? Okay. Um, but evolution doesn't strictly cross out the... It doesn't strike out the possibility of God, does it? No, it doesn't. But I believe that because it was written in a book so long ago, right. people weren't as educated back then. They didn't know all the things that happen today. And I just don't think right. it's... No, I'm just talking about um, even if there was no Bible uh, uh, and, and, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to separate evolution from atheism here, okay? okay? Atheism is strictly your you're convinced that there is no God, right? Okay. And so I'm saying like evolution, even if you believe evolution, that doesn't, that doesn't nix completely cross out the idea of there being a God at all, right? Mm -hmm. But I still don't think there is. Right. So would you, are you, um, uh, would you say that you're more of a, just a materialist? Like you only really believe in those things that, that can be shown to you and you can, you can handle with your hands and taste and that kind of thing? Or what do you base, how, what kind of criteria do you run in your own mind to decide whether you believe something or not? Um, well, I guess it's evidence, but when it's in regards to God, I, I believe in uh, astrology, and there's so many planets out there, where could God be? Right. You mean astronomy or astrology? Oh, what did I say? Astrology. Oh, sorry, astronomy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, just uh, making sure I'm clear there. So you think that God... See, here's what the Bible teaches about where... The question, where could God be? The Bible teaches that God created all of space, right? The universe, the word universe means a single spoken sentence, right? God said, let there be, and there was, right? That's, that's where we get the word universe from. Um, and God created that. Not only that, he created time, he created matter, energy, uh, information, all of those things. And he is outside of those things, right? So when we look at our universe, we're never going to find the place where God is, okay. um, because because it, he is outside of it. He has, although his spirit works in it, it within his creation, and there are certain ways that he has infiltrated his creation, such as when Jesus Christ came, all that kind of thing. And and there are things that he does uh, within his creation. But essentially, he is the creator of it and is outside of it. It's something that he has made outside of himself, right? And, and he himself is eternal, which means without beginning and end. Anyway, it's just something to think about. Uh, but I understand that you got to get going. So I thank yeah. you very much for talking to me. Abilene, right? Abilene. Abilene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Abilene. No problem. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help here, H-E-A-R? at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. Personal. Uh. Let's get personal. Uh. And make sharing your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the Cross Current. 
Christian, do you know that all conversations and confrontations about your faith come down to competing claims of authority? Like, who says? Well, because Jesus says that he has all authority, why not share Christ and his word as your source of authority and then compare theirs to him? That way, it's never you and your word that get the glory, but Jesus and his. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. For more personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Are you religious? I'd consider myself kind of religious, yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, I've been baptized, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm religious. Not so much religious as I am spiritual. How would you define religion? I'm not, I'm not really sure. Something that is sacred to you. Some people take it too far. They just think it's like black and white. Tune in to the outreach radio show that's really got people talking. Got religion? Only on the Cross Current Radio Show. And on the street. With the Cross Current Radio Show. Hello, this is Paul Washer, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hello again, this is Corey McKenna, founder of the Cross Current and host here on TCC Radio. And welcome back to the studio for a few closing comments on our fourth and final part of this series called It's All Good. Since part one, we've been saying that God's goodness is both wonderfully good news, but also terribly bad news, depending on where each individual is personally standing in relation to God. And that's why at the end of each episode, I've been teaching through three basic truths from Romans 3 verses 10 to 26 in hope that God helps you, our listeners, truly know him yourself and then truly make him known to others. Truth number one from this passage is God's pronouncement that none is righteous, no, not one. Truth number two is God's proof. After pronouncing that no one is righteous, God lays down the law to prove that fact. And here's truth number three, God's pardon. Thankfully, God has extended to all people the opportunity to receive his pardon in full. And God's holy solution for our sin problem is found in Romans 3, verses 23 to 26. It reads, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. In just four lines of scripture, God tells us how he has both satisfied his justice and demonstrated his love for sinners. And this entire problem is reconciled in just one word propitiation. A propitiation is a sacrifice that satisfies the wrath of God, and by God's own standards, only the one who has the right to condemn is the only one who can die. That's God himself. So God becomes a man, Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus have to be a man? 
because death came through one man, Adam, and so life must come through another man, a son of man. That's Jesus Christ. And why did Jesus have to be God? Because as the judge of all men, he can only be the creator of all men, or a God-man. And again, that's Jesus Christ. But Corey, how can just one man suffering for a short period of time save many men from suffering for all time? Because that one man was worth more than all men put together. You see, when God speaks of a perfect sacrifice, he's not just speaking of sinlessness and perfect righteousness. He's also speaking of value. Jesus is infinitely more valuable than anyone else. And what does God say happened to his infinitely valuable son? Isaiah 53.10 But the Lord was pleased to crush him. In a judicial sense, it pleased the Lord to crush him, him being his own son. Catch this. On the cross, the sinless son of God became the sin of those he'd save, and he was crushed to death by his own father. Want to know how much God hates sin? When it judicially pleases the Lord to crush the most infinitely valuable one who ever walked the earth, what will he do to sinners? Please hear me. At TCC, we are not trying to persuade you to come to a religion or a ritual of men. We're pleading with you to be reconciled to God through his son, Jesus Christ. And God's pardon does not come at the hands of the sinful men who nailed him to a tree. God's pardon comes at his own perfect hand. As I speak to you, saved by God's amazing grace, please be assured I am not saved because of the brutal beating and physical persecution Jesus endured at the hands of sinful soldiers, though his blood was very much on my hands as well. I speak to you saved because on that tree, Jesus Christ bore my sins. He paid my fine in full with his life's blood, and he was crushed under his own father's holy, just hatred for my evil and wickedness. At the cross, God satisfied his justice and demonstrated his love because the cross is all of God and all of grace. And that's how he can be both, as the Bible says, just and the justifier of all those who have faith in Jesus Christ. And the fact that he raised Jesus from the dead three days later serves as proof positive that his plan to pardon worked. And right here, right now, God is offering you, our listeners, his pardon in full. Will you reject his pardon? Or will you receive his pardon? Please repent of your sins and believe the gospel today. Well, thanks again for listening to this series of the Cross Current Radio Show. You can access this podcast online at tccradio.com. And to learn more about how the Cross Current can equip you and your church by example to be Christ's witnesses together, please visit thecrosscurrent.com. Finally, for answers to all questions related to science and the Bible, please visit our friends at creation.com. We trust you'll join us next time. And until then, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture.
Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st, but to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.